is up, good people of the city of Denver, the greatest city on earth. Welcome into the Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Mottis from DNVR. Today's episode, our first notebook episode of the season, even though it's just a preseason notebook episode, it's nonetheless extremely exciting. Bull Bull makes his NBA debut, and he does so in... in <laughs> He, he does so loudly. 16 points, 10 rebounds, 6 block shots. 6 block shots! Uh, and looked really, really good. We've been waiting for this forever, and we finally got it. And so I'm going to take you inside all those details. Segment 1, we're going to talk about Bull Bull. It's going to be a Bull Bull-centric segment 1. And segment 2, we're going to talk about the other players, because there were other players that actually played for the Denver Nuggets today, and there's some interesting things to take away. And then in segment 3, I want to look a little more big picture and, and just ask what it means you know, you know, where does Bull Bull fit into the hierarchy and, and, and um, you know, just maybe what the near term future holds for, for him? I think that he's an interesting enough player that that's a legitimate question, even if the answer, you know, maybe is a little more obvious, but it's still a, a nice sort of starting point. But let's first get right into the hype, guys. This was we've been waiting for basketball performance. If you're like me, if you're a sports junkie. This hiatus from sports that the world has been on, and in particular NBA basketball. I'm a sports fan. I like all sports, especially Colorado sports. But basketball is so far, and NBA basketball in particular, is so far head and shoulders above everything else that, um, you know, for me, just getting this, this scrimmage, it wasn't even a real game. It was a scrimmage. I'm surprised they actually wore their jerseys. I was wondering if they were going to be like, um, you know, what, what they were going to look like. I thought maybe they would come out and like practice uniforms or something like that. But for them to actually be out on the court to get a look at everything and how it, how you know how this thing was going to look, and then more importantly to get a look at Bull Bull, to me this was like, I mean, I was absolutely in heaven. Got to watch it down at the DNVR bar in Colfax, in New York. It wasn't the bar actually isn't even opening till four, so I got to be in there just uh, with me and a couple other uh, coworkers and. It was just the perfect way to experience this game. I mean, it felt like all those old feelings came back. The excitement, I was screaming at the TV. I was standing up. I was pounding my hand on the table. It was it, it was so great. I hope you guys got to enjoy this the same way that I did. Um, you know, And if all you got to see was the highlights or whatever, I hope that you just kind of got that hit of adrenaline of, oh, that's right. Sports can be so unpredictable and so fun. And there's all these little things that happen that, um, that are just so fun to talk and think about. And for me, it was 100% that hit of adrenaline. So today's episode, if you're new to the show, it's going to be a notebook episode. I'm going to go through and talk about some of the details here. And to start things off, I mean, where else could I start? The Denver Nuggets had a starting lineup that is for the record books. Nikola Jokic, usually a center. Today, he was the point guard. You go down, Jeremy Grant, usually the power forward. Today, he was the shooting guard. So you got two bigs in your backcourt. So what's the front court look like? Well, bowl, bowl. Makes his start. Seven foot two, he gets his start at small forward. Paul Millsap alongside him at power forward, which he usually is, and then Mason Plumley at center. So you basically start three centers and two power forwards, and that's your lineup. I have to think that Malone has a sense of humor. I mean, you have Troy Daniels. Jamal Murray was a late scratch. I guess uh, Will Barton's dealing with a little bit of knee soreness. They don't think it's serious. Jamal Murray wasn't specified why he was held out, but they said, again, nothing serious, just precautionary. Both guys, Will Barton and Jamal Murray, watching on the sidelines, and both guys just appeared to be in good spirits. No, like, walking boots or casts or anything like that. So I take the team at face value. The Nuggets play again on Saturday. 
I suspect we'll see at least one of those guys um, in the lineup for that. But um, when forced to play big, Malone went really big. He could have played Tyler Cook. He could have played Troy Daniels. Instead, he says, nope, we're going to go with this big lineup. And a huge, you know, you got to tip your cap to to Michael Malone for one of having the balls and the sense of humor to just try this out. It's a meaningless preseason game, but you got you to gotta kind of see the humor in him doing this. But then also, Bull Bull, it's funny. We talked yesterday previewing this episode or previewing this this game, and I said, I don't, you know, I think he's going to play almost certain he's going to play they don't have enough guys, but who knows? Maybe Bull Bull plays the fewest minutes. Instead, he plays the most minutes, and he gets the, the nod in the starting lineup. And I just thought that was that was too cool. It was right fr- right out the gate. You're hyped about it. And if you've listened to me for long enough and read my work over at DNVR, you know that I am a huge proponent of the Nuggets playing what I call the long boy lineup of them ultimately evolving into a team that plays Jokic, Bull Bull, and Michael Porter Jr. all at the same time. Now, that's Michael Porter Jr. is much more of a true small forward. I think small forward is actually probably his natural position in the NBA. He needs to get a little bit quicker side to side, but I think that's that's probably where he's he fits in. But he's also 6'11". So you go to Jeremy Grant, you go to Paul Millsap, you go to Bull Bull. Those guys, as much as they are, they have the length and they're mobile for their size, they're not like Michael Porter Jr. Nonetheless, you throw that much length out there and you just see how much ground you can cover um, between you know all of them combined. And I think you've got a good feel for that today. You can cover a lot of ground. You can disrupt passing lanes. You can grab a lot of rebounds. And I think on that front, while the only reason that the Nuggets tried this experiment today was because they were so shorthanded, I wonder if you got enough data points to say, hey, there's something here. Maybe not with these guys, maybe not this specific five, but I do wonder if there's something to putting in a bunch of guys that are 6'9 or taller, um, especially if they can play skilled positions and if it'll work. Um, but Bull Bull, so the first note I have here in my, my notebook, he came out of the gate and played, I thought he played great right from the start. In fact, the first five minutes of this game was some of the most exciting. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch this game, I highly recommend, you know, hop on YouTube, check out the, the highlights or go over to thednvr.com. The list is back. I have some clips here. So some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this show, I have clips of those plays up on thednvr.com with some voiceover narration kind of explaining what I'm looking at. Um, similar, you know, it's kind of like an addendum to this podcast but the first thing i have on here is that bull bull shot he has really good balance on it for tall guys in particular having a good balance is especially hard you think about it your center of gravity is really high for men their center of gravity is in their chest and in their shoulders and the taller you are especially with bull bull seven foot two i would guess that he would always have bad balance but it's not true he's actually a very sort of light on his feet when it comes to catching and shooting he's kind of like just lands softly on his toes, jumps very softly off off of his toes when he's going up, and his balance is just really good. So I have a video up on the dnvr.com on the list that is slowed down version of him catching and going into a shooting motion, and you could see how just how how nice his balance is. There was another play, and he actually scored the first bucket, and he scored it off of a nice rim run. And part of this was the Nuggets playing five bigs. Like, there was mismatches on every play, but he did a good job, and I think he's going to have success at this whenever it is that he sort of grows into um, an NBA role. I think he's going to have success rim running and sort of pinning the small guy down on the on the baseline. And he caught a pass early on, had a guard on him, and then just put the ball up above his head and dunked it. And it's like there's nothing a guard can do if they're if, – if, 
Bulbul is allowed to catch the ball on the block. There's just nothing you can do. He can turn around and dunk it over you. His his reach, I didn't know this. His standing reach is nine foot eight. For reference, Kristaps Porzingis, who's an inch taller than him, has a standing reach five and a half inches shorter than him. In fact, Bull Bull, I think, came within a half inch of of tying the NBA combine record for highest standing reach. So often a lot of it is made of wingspan, and that's important too. Bull Bull's wingspan ridiculous as well. But the standing reach, when you think about blocking shots and dunking, just him reaching his hand straight up, he... Unlike any player in the NBA, including Boban, including Chris Stapps, he just covers so much ground. And I think that is really encouraging. It's not how tall you are. It's what's your reach. How much ground can you cover with your hands? And Bull Bull can just cover so much. I think it can be a real weapon. And if you think about the combination of Jokic and Bull Bull, I mean, in theory, if the Nuggets are going to get to play Bull Bull a lot, he's going to have to play alongside Nikola Jokic. Jokic is so big that if you put a small on him, he's going to bury him under the paint and Bull Bull can shoot the three as a trail guy, as we'll talk about a little bit later. Or Jokic can be the trail guy and shoot the three or handle the ball, bring the ball up and bowl rim runs. And if the defense doesn't get matched up right away, you're going to have a 7-2 guy with a 9-8 standing reach dunking over some little guard that clearly is not going to have a nine foot eight standing reach. And we saw that first basket of the game was Bull Bull doing just that. And it was impressive. Going to take a quick break, but before we do, I want to tell you about the presenting sponsor of this show, brand new sponsor, and you're going to love them, rockauto.com. There's an ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars right now, and it's impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. That's why. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating uh, people working at a storefront questioning you know, on all these types of things that you're going to have to look up? Instead, you can just use your computer. Go to rockauto.com and and you can get access to all of this stuff right from your phone or from your computer. Rockauto.com is a family business. They're serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts for hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor, motor oil, and even carpet for interiors. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. Remember our promo code locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Here on the Locked On Nuggets podcast, I'm Adam Maidas. Matt Moore is going to be back tomorrow. Today, he's finishing up a vacation, a much-deserved vacation. He's been doing a great job with this show. And, of course, he's going to be in the thick of it, covering the Nuggets and the NBA for the next three months. 
well-earned vacation um and and when he gets back i look forward to podcasting with him i can't wait to hear what he thinks of bull bull i mean how could you not love what you saw um getting back into this so the nuggets played a zone defense throughout this game actually both teams went to zone quite a bit but denver you know, one of the questions you have with the Nuggets, if they do go to this long boy lineup, not not necessarily this specific one, but if you do throw out lineups that feature all that length, is can you match up on the perimeter? Well, one way that you can maybe get around that is by going zone. I don't think that's why Denver did it today. I think they did it today because they had to play three centers and two power forwards at the same time. Um, so I think they did it because those guys had no chance of guarding the perimeter. Um, but also because, you know, they've only had a handful of practices together. Defense in the NBA, despite what your uncle might tell you, you know, the armchair critic who thinks nobody plays defense in the NBA. Defense in the NBA is very nuanced. It's very difficult. I mean, these guys are such good basketball players and there's so many moving parts and you have to guard more of the court than at any point in history, in the history of the NBA. If you go back to the 1980s, you know, teams took five, six, three-pointers per game. You didn't have to guard out there because there was only one guy on the team who could knock him down and he didn't shoot those unless he had to. Nowadays, you often have three, four, sometimes even five guys that are um, very efficient at shooting three-pointers. So you've got to cover a lot of ground. You got to. There's all these different variables in there. Well, Denver, with the people that they have on the roster and available to them in this game, not feeling confident that they can go man-to-man. So they played zone the, the entire game. And having Bull Bull there in the middle, who played the middle of that zone, he, like I said, that nine foot eight standing reach, he's just so tall, covers so much ground, and he really deterred a lot of shots. First of all, he blocked six shots. For reference, Chris Depps Porzingis has 10 games in his entire career, five seasons, that he has blocked six or more shots. Okay, 10 games. Bull Bull did it in his very first scrimmage in just 32 minutes. So the fact that I'm not, I'm not trying to. Anything that happens in the preseason, and let's be honest, it was the Wizards preseason bubble game. This is the lowest of the low games. Nonetheless, anytime you put up that level of production, it tells you there's something special about you. And Bull Bull, if you look at his, um, even his college statistics, you know, he was not, um, this wasn't like completely out of the norm for him to block shots. I think he averaged per 100 possessions, something like five blocks per game per 40 minutes. It was three and a half, and and that was at the college level. I think Bull Bull is going to be a guy that large um, totals of block blocks uh, of block blocks <laughs> of blocks is not going to be that abnormal for him. Um, another note I have in here: Jokic doesn't look skinny. I know we saw him in skinny jeans and that like designer jacket, and he looks so real thin. You see him in his basketball uniform today; he looks exactly like he did when when the season ended back in in March. And this is probably, if you listen to me, you know that this is not that much of a shocker. Um, Jokic himself, when he spoke to the media two, a week and a half ago, he said, I only lost three, four, maybe five pounds since quarantine. Uh, I don't know if he's lost any, to be honest. He looked exactly the same as, as he did um, back then. So all of that, I think, was much more about designer jeans than it was about actual weight loss. Um, the offense was very stagnant, as was to be predicted. Um, just a clunky game. A bunch of guys. I, I think... Jokic looked really terrible in this game, even though he ended up with seven assists, seven rebounds. I can't remember, like 16 points or something. He had a great stat line. But, you know, we know Yoke. We know we know Jokic in eight turnovers, and a lot of that was him just being like like they were sloppy, like really sloppy turnovers. I think Malone, good thing he cut his hair, otherwise he would have pulled it all out on the sideline. 
of this game. But um, so Jokic looked really bad, and I wouldn't read too much into it personally. Like, I mean, we know Jokic is going to be good, and the fact that he wasn't good playing alongside two other centers doesn't really surprise me. Um, the Troy Daniels Nikola Jokic two man game I thought looked um, pretty good. There, it's funny. I think Jokic and any competent guard that two man game is going to look incredible. There was Troy Daniels, the player of the game to, in, in this one. Um, he put up a, a pretty impressive stat line. I'm trying to pull it up. I had it up here earlier. Oh, here it is. Troy Daniels, 22 points on seven of 15 shooting, six rebounds, three assists. Um, just a really efficient and really impressive game for him. He was, I, I would say, him and Bull Bull co MVPs of the game. But the two-man game in particular, I thought, looked really good. Um, there's a video up on the list of Troy Daniels doing just a, a, a provided an A-plus example of how to draw your defender around a screen. So this, this is a play that happened, I think, in the second quarter. Might have been the third. He gets like what would have been basically like a, a pin-down screen. And he runs around it in a way that the defender tries to shoot the gap. So the defender tries to go between the ball and and Troy Daniels well Troy Daniels instead immediately turns it into a flare screen meaning he goes away from his defender and then he turns that screen against him so then it forces the switch and then Troy Daniels comes around you're really going to have to see it on the on the list to really get a sense for for how it works but it was just a great move to force a switch and it resulted in a bucket for the Nuggets um so I was I was really impressed with Troy Daniels he's a chucker I'm not gonna lie he he came out there knowing that he was gonna get his shots up and part of this Denver needed it they didn't have a lot of like shot makers or shot creators so he got to sort of take on a high volume role which I'm sure he loved but he also was a guy that I want to see him play alongside you know Jokic Murray and Barton where he's the fourth or fifth option because if he shoots as much as he did tonight when there's you know real good scores on on the team on the court with him I think it's going to be a problem but again I can't fault him for doing it tonight because what else was he going to do who else was going to score um Tyler Cook is an absolute unit <laughs> I have a note of that in here he's just such a thick dude him and um Noah Vonley both man I mean they just look like linebackers um I knew Tyler Cook was big but I, I wonder if he's gotten bigger he's just really beefy um and he uses his body really well he's he plays physically uh, especially on the boards um just so many turnovers especially Jokic I mean what did the Nuggets finish with this one I mean it was the only I mean Michael Malone it was funny I expected him to kind of be a little bit more upbeat um after the game or at least a little loose and he went right back I mean you could tell he was very furious Jokic alone had eight they had 25 turnovers oh my god 17 assists 25 turnovers that's really bad anything north of about 15 16 I, you know you're talking bad so 25 is really bad especially for a shortened game this was only a 40 minute game not a 48 minute game um, Bull does a really good job of keeping his hands high. I actually like the way he uses his hands defensively. And again, when you have that wingspan and you have that reach, sometimes just like showing it, just showing your hand, showing your wingspan, showing that reach, it gets players to really be afraid to shoot. And after Jokic or after Bold blocked a handful of shots early on, players were driving into him and jump stopping and then just like, oh, never mind, not gonna do it. And to me, that's that's what a real rim protector does. They get guys to second guess their drives, their cuts, their floaters, their jumpers, and Bull Bull clearly had that effect tonight against the Washington Wizards. Um, 
He's also very fluid in the open court. He had a great one of the highlights of the game. He gets a block shot and he goes end to end and finishes with the dunk. Um, you know, kind of passes it, runs the court, receives the pass, and and goes up for the nice finish. He's really fluid. Guys seven foot two often run like Boban. They don't run like Bol Bol. I mean, Bol Bol is, I would say, as fluid in the open court. If you're just saying end to end, he's at least as fluid, probably more fluid than Kristaps Porzingis, who is, you know, noteworthy for for how fluid he is in the in the open court. Those are the things you have to really look at. So Bol Bol has a nice handle. Of course, I think the single best highlight of the entire game was uh, a block shot on one end, a really nice help side block shot. Grabs the ball, goes coast to coast, and then does a pull-up three that looked exactly like Kevin Durant. I'm not exaggerating. If you haven't seen it, you have to go on YouTube and watch it. It looked Kevin Durant-esque. And, you know, those are the things that you look at and you go, okay, that's a binary skill set. You either can do it or you can't. And most guys, 99% of guys six foot eleven and taller can't do it, let alone seven foot two. In fact, I would say in the NBA, there's only one current player who can do that, and that's Kristaps Porzingis. And even if you go back the last 10 years, I don't know if there's another player that could do that at his height. So the fact that he did it in his first game and just looked so fluid doing it is really encouraging. He did end up with getting three travels. So there are some footwork things I think he's going to have to work on. Some of this is, by the way, just being ready. I think the pace of play rookies always see this that the pace of play is you know sped up and there's there's something to like everything's kind of moving so quickly um i think some of that happened with him because he has good you know he has good moves he has a good handle but i think a, a couple times he got caught off guard and then had to go into his move a little bit too quickly um but i think he'll get there i mean those are things that um he just needs more time and that's what's tough about this situation i think it's true of michael porter too they can work out in the gym. They can do all these things, and that's going to improve their game as well. And for Bull Bull, he's got to get stronger. I mean, that's the number one thing. In fact, if there's one thing besides injuries that can really derail uh, Bull Bull from reaching his potential, it's does he put time in the weight room? Chris Tapp's Porzingis has really beefed up, and it's allowed him not to get pushed over too much. He still gets pushed over a little bit, but he's, he's able to hold his ground a lot more. Will Bull Bull do the same thing? That's, the, that, that's going to be big for him. But as important as all, all of that is just going to be playing. He basically took an entire season off of playing basketball. He missed half of his, or at least more than half of his college career in Oregon. So like Michael Porter Jr., he's going on you know, a, a very extended sort of hiatus from basketball. And I think he needs to get back in just to get the reps and get the feel for the, feel for the game. It's impressive that he was able to have 16 points, 10 rebounds, six, six block shots. Um, you know, given the fact that he he really just d- like f- does that by accident, it's kind of like how Michael Porter Jr. falls into ten points on accident, even if he doesn't, you know, quite feel the game quite yet. Um, so the fact that Bull Bull is able to put up stats like that uh, was really really impressive. And to go back, if we look at his college stats, I mean, this is his raw per game stats in just um, thirty minutes per game: twenty one points, ten rebounds. 2.7 block shots, 52% from three, 57% from two. Like that production is insane. So, as raw as he is, he's still an impactful player, even though he's a raw player. And then the last note I have on in here on Bull Bull. That Jokic pick and roll, there was a bowl Jokic pick and roll transition, and it was so natural. So Jokic has the ball on the wing. 
Bull Bull's trailing the play. He sends a quick screen, then slips it. Perfect pass, and then he hits the floater. Uh, Bull Bull hits the floater, and it was just one of those things where if it happens so quick, you just kind of – and because of how weird this game was, you don't think about it. That's two seven-footers running a pick-and-roll to perfection and then using feathery touch. The the possibilities are endless, in my opinion, of a Bull Bull Nikola Jokic front court. They are so, so unique, both of them so unique, and both of them so talented, so skilled that it really opens up a lot of possibilities. They have weaknesses, and combined, there's weaknesses that that maybe don't match up perfectly. But it's the old thing where the strengths that they have can be strengths that far exceed and outweigh their weaknesses, and I think that's what gets you excited. Is he going to play a ton this season, whatever's left of it? I'm not sure. I think we're going to see him on Saturday, and then after that, you know, it, it's Gary Harris is there, Torrey Craig is there, I hear Monte Morris is there, um, Michael Porter Jr. is en route, so the team is starting to assemble. They're starting to get their guys back, so I think Bull Bull will be there for the next scrimmage, maybe the, even the one after that, and maybe he gets some run here in this round of eight. I think it'd be smart of the Nuggets to try to get him some run in in there, at least in a game or two. But I don't know if the Nuggets are going to rely on him in any type of playoff series because in a playoff series, you really expose a team and a player's weakness. And Bull Bull right now has like enormous weaknesses. So I would be surprised if, as much as we want to see all these things right away, I'd be surprised if we see him right now because uh, he, he he really is just so raw. Final segment here on the Locked On Nuggets podcast. I'm Adam Matas. Don't forget to check out thednvr.com. You can read the list tomorrow, uh, all the videos that we talked about in this episode, and some, even some I didn't get to today. To go quickly through the rest of the Nuggets roster, Jokic, as I mentioned, I thought had a pretty bad game. Those turnovers were pretty bad, and he looked a little frustrated. I mean, let's be honest. Jokic loves quick decision-making, spacing, ball movement. You weren't going to get that with the lineups that they had available today, um, and you know he just he wasn't his best. I mean, this was like a D-minus game for Jokic, but good thing it's only preseason, and good thing it was completely meaningless. Um, I thought Tyler Cook had good minutes when he was out there, rebounded well, hustled well. Um, Jeremy Grant, it was interesting. So when you play that many bigs, it's like, okay, who stands out of the bigs? Who stands out as a guy that can kind of um, look something like a, a guard? And I thought Jeremy Grant did the best impression of that. His handle looks like it's improved a little bit, um, and, and he was kind of doing some things off of the bounce. So uh, I thought he had a pretty solid game. Paul Millsap, they actually called the Millsap special. This will be on the list tomorrow. Um, they called the Millsap special out of a timeout, and it was funny because when you have that many bigs on the court to run a post-up ISO for the smallest guy, you know, I kind of got a kick out of that. But you know what? They ran it for him. I think they actually ran it twice. Buckets both times, so all reliable. The, the, the Paul Millsap ISO, you're not going to go to it a ton, but you feel confident when you do go to it out of a timeout, when, especially when you need a bucket. Um, one of those plays that Michael Malone loves to go to. Um, you've also got, let's see, who else do we have on the, on the roster here? I mentioned Troy Daniels. I thought he did a, uh, had a really nice game. Noah Vonley, I didn't really notice too much. Don't think he stood out in any meaningful way. Mason Plumley, 18 minutes. So Bull Bull 32, Mason Plumley 18. I don't think there's too much to read into that, you know, in terms of like playing time later on. Uh, Plumley, I thought did a very nice job of filling in. I mean, we talk about players that can handle the ball or, you know, <laughs> players are going to have to play out of position. I, I cracked up watching the game because at one point Troy Daniels substituted in for Mason Plumley, and I just thought, oh, okay, um, shooting guard for shooting guard. At least tonight, that that's how it was. 
Um, is there anybody else I'm missing? I don't think so. Let me just run through this list here. Vonley, Tyler Cook. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I guess you don't have that many players to go through when there's um, only eight guys available. Saturday's game is the next one, and I suspect that we might see a little bit of Gary Harris, a little bit of Torrey Craig, not a lot. I think the Nuggets are going to be very cautious, kind of ramping up people's minutes. But the good news is I think we're going to get more of Bull Bull, and who doesn't want more more Bull Bull? He was a team-high plus 18, 16 points, 10 rebounds, uh, five turnovers, but six block shots. I mean, he just looks so – he's so much, so much fun. The fact that we've gotten Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull debuts this season, I mean, come on. How can you not love it? Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Don't forget to check out rockauto.com. Matt Moore going to be back with us tomorrow. Can't wait to hear his thoughts. We'll see you then.